Do you need insurance? And if yes, what type of insurance is appropriate for you? Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to do so and become an agent of transformation for the kingdom's sake in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kere, your host for this show. And you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And you can also find Thrive 1110 on your favorite podcast um, outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, podcast, etc. So today we are talking about a very fun subject. Well, really, it's, it's, it's not really a fun subject. Most of the time, it's a subject that, is, uh, that people, people uh, prefer to avoid. Uh, some people actually like to talk about some types of insurances because we are talking about insurance. But that's for a whole other type of reason. And eventually, I'll get to that. And you'll see how insurance can really be fun if you really know how to use it and if you really have the profile to uh, use that specific type of insurance that uh, um, these people have fun talking about and uh, and using. But today we are really going to start with the basics. Uh, so stick with me, even though this is a subject that you won't necessarily uh, look for, um, even though this might not be a, a sexy subject, if I can put it so, just stick with me. Because I'm sure you'll you'll learn some stuff and uh, you'll you'll glean some insights and tips that you could benefit from actually. So, as uh, as I'm dealing with insurance in the marketplace, I really see many misconceptions about um, insurance, about the world of insurance, and um, most of the time, from my experience, uh, people are either ignorant about insurance or not really aware of what insurance is. And uh, and um, if they do, if they are aware, aware of what insurance is and they have a good knowledge of what insurance is, most of the time, I would, I would even say 90 to 95% of the time, as I deal with people, uh, they are not using insurance the right way. They're actually inadequately insured. And... Um, Today I'll I'll really I'll really start unpacking what insurance is. Obviously I can't go into extensive great lengths but I'll give you what you need to know about this world of insurance so that you can make the right decisions for yourself. So today that's what we're talking about. We're talking about insurance and as we talk about insurance I want to be specific about personal insurance as opposed to insurance of things like insuring a car or insuring a home. That's not really where I want to put the focus, but more on the personal side, insuring your person or insuring someone. So personal insurance would include things like uh, life insurance, 
disability insurance, critical illness insurance, long-term care insurance. And if we go towards the business side of things, you will have uh, you can still have disability insurance for businesses. You can still have uh, long-term, uh, sorry, um, life insurance in the term of businesses and other types of insurance like key person insurance, etc. So maybe these are concepts that I'll dive more into, uh, especially talking about the business side of things in other episodes. But really, um, I would like to uh, to say that an individual. So someone, you and I, as individuals or as a business, if you have a business or a ministry, you can access, you can actually acquire these personal insurances. You don't need to be a person like an individual to buy these personal insurances. You can access them um, either through your business or as an individual. And there are various reasons why people who own businesses would opt to acquire some of these insurances uh, through their business. Uh, various reasons that include um, tax optimizations, meaning using insurance to really pay less tax or uh, or uh, defer tax, etc. And there are um, reasons why business owners, ministry leaders would also opt to have these types of insurances, these personal insurances at an individual level, not through the corporations, etc. But before we go into more technical stuff, let's let's start from the beginning, actually. And um, from the beginning, I'd like to really tackle this question. Why would someone want or need insurance? Is it even biblical? Why would someone want or need insurance? Is it even biblical? And to answer that question, I would like us to realize that um, when we talk about insurance, in reality, we are talking about risk management and financial provision. That's what we're talking about when we talk about insurance. So every time you hear a conversation revolving around life insurance, disability insurance, etc., it's all about risk management and financial provision. Simply because people die prematurely. That could happen to anyone. People get get into debilitating accidents or develop uh, debilitating sicknesses like cancers, etc. All of these things could happen. And when it happens, these are events that really have an impact on, 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 on families, on, uh, on employees. So it has financial repercussions. And these events, these things can actually happen whether you are Christian or not. So it's not because we are Christians and say that we trust God, we pray to God that we have a guarantee that we will not experience any of these things. Obviously, this is not our hope. We don't hope for that. We don't pray for that. Quite the opposite. We believe quite the opposite. We believe in a healthy life. We believe that nothing, no premature death would happen. And I actually pray that over you listening right now, that no premature death would happen in your life, in your family. And uh, But the reality is that it could happen. And we can't have explanations why it happens to 
this and 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 this person and oftentimes you can even see very devout christians being impacted affected by these types of events either a terrible accident a terrible sickness or premature death altogether it happens even to devout christians so it doesn't matter whether we're christians or not these things could happen um and we need to keep that in mind obviously to keep that in mind to continually pray and thank god for protection over our lives and our finances but at the same time be mindful that we don't have much control on these events maybe to a certain extent but on these uh quote unquote bad events we don't have much control so maybe we need to think of a way to uh, be ready if these things happen to us despite our faith and despite our prayers like we know i'm sure you can name someone around you in your family that you would have never thought would be impacted by a sickness someone for example who for decades has been really um, taking care of their physical health and without any genetic uh, predisposition but they get sick and we can't explain so yes things like that happen and we would really be putting our heads in sand to try and pretend that these things don't happen in real life simply because we're christians another uh, when i when i say risk management i want you to also um take this up uh, let me give you an example in the business world let's say um uh, we're in a business setting and you have two partners that invested their resources to start the business and uh, in their agreement um so they have an agreement a par- uh, like a partner agreement or a shareholder agreement this is uh, actually something uh I, i'm going a bit sideways here to say that this is something that we'll tackle in and uh, in, in an upcoming episode of thrive 1110 uh shareholder agreements partnership agreements what what they are and what's their function etc but imagine that they set up an agreement these business partners after having invested their resources to start the business and uh and they said in the agreement that if one of them passes the other one would purchase the share of the deceased because normally the share of the deceased would pass down to their beneficiaries or their estate which means that when the business or the surviving partners buys out the shares of the deceased partner it's a way to provide for the family of the deceased and actually uh give them finances to go about their life and it's a way also to um to help the business going forward in a good way because a surviving partner doesn't want to find themselves all of a sudden with uh, other shareholders that know nothing about the business so normally the shares of the deceased would pass down to the beneficiaries of the estate and the money used to buy back the shares would be provision for the deceased for the family of the deceased now imagine that one of them one of the partners actually dies dies prematurely in a time when the business or in a time when the partner 
does not have the necessary cash to buy those shares that they have um, agreed. So they had agreed that if one of them passes, the business or the partner would buy back the shares so that the family of the deceased would have money and the business can continue. But in this case, it happens in a premature way where neither the partner nor the business has the cash to buy back the shares. That could mean that no money, no provision is, is given to the family of the deceased. It could mean that the business is crippled and may be forced to close down. And, and both families, and including families of potential employees, employees who are working for the business, could be ruined. That's a risk, and it's a risk to manage. So there are these things that we don't have control, we don't have full control over, even though we're Christians, even though we pray. And talking about insurance is actually talking about these types of events, these types of risk in your personal or business life and how to manage those risks. Yes, you can always count on prayer and faith like I've said already a few times. But I would like to suggest these three Bible verses at least to you. And um, if you've been listening to Thrive 1110, you've already heard at least two of these verses. Proverbs 27.12 says, A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Let me repeat that. Proverbs 27.12 A prudent person foresees danger. Risk would be part of that danger. And takes precautions. So there is something that the prudent person does when they recognize that there are risks. So prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton, other translations would say the fool, Goes blindly, goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Another verse that I would like to suggest as a biblical base is 1 Timothy 5.8. It says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I'll read that again, 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Ouch. That's really strong. So financial provision, providing for your family. And actually this verse obviously talks about more than financial provision, but it includes financial provision. It says, if, if you don't do that, if you don't mind or care about uh, providing financially for your family, it's like you have denied the faith altogether and that you're worth than an unbeliever. That's huge. James 2.17, that's the third verse. James 2.17 says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. James 2.17 
So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. These three verses alone, and there are many, many, many more that we can draw from the Bible, really point us in the direction of not ignoring those risks. I gave you a few examples there. And actually taking action, taking precautions to make sure that you're providing financially for yourself and for your family. So for the same reason, you'd work to have some income and not just rely on prayer and fasting. You'd actually go out and work to have an income. For the same reason, you'd invest so that your money can make more money. And not just rely on faith and prayer and fasting, etc. For those same reasons, you also want to consider some of these risks. Risks of premature death, risk of debilitating sickness or accident, etc. And take precautions. Like I said, because when these things happen, it often means financial implications and oftentimes those financial implications are significant. For example, parents dying with young children and a mortgage. Even if it is one of the parents that passes, leaving a surviving spouse and young children and debt like mortgage, How is the family going to manage the finances? Would they have enough if that happened? Not even talking about if both parents are gone. Who would be providing? Where would the money be coming from for the children? If another example that I took a little bit earlier. If a business partner dies, leaving the company, and their families, the families of the partners, and the families of the employees in a financial mess, could that be avoided in a certain way if these partners were mindful of these risks and were taking precautions? Or imagine a bread earner in a family having an accident or suddenly no longer being able to work because of a sickness. How would the family be functioning financially? Would they still be able to provide to actually fund their needs? Again, I took the time to go through this so you understand that insurance is talking about risk management. And I give you at least three biblical verses that point you in the direction, even though the word insurance or risk management is not written in those verses, it points you in the direction that you should consider those risks and take action. Now, what should you do? 
And this is our Let's Get Practical section. What should you do? Bold. Let's get practical. So in terms of dealing with these risks, and I'm talking risk of, um, mainly risk of premature death, risk of a debilitating accident or sickness. What should you do? What options do you have? And I'm going to give you four options that you have. And in upcoming episodes, we'll dive into one of these options and explore the different types of insurances and how they could benefit you. So let's start with these options that you have dealing, considering these risks. Option number one, very simply, you can ignore the financial risk that these events pause. You can simply say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to ignore that even though I'm a devout Christian, I can be subject to sickness, that I don't control accidents. Yes, God is sovereign. God controls all of that, and we pray to him. But again, let's make sure that we take precautions in addition to prayer and exercising our faith in believing that he is protecting us. So one option that you have is to ignore totally the financial risk. And the Bible tells us that that would be foolish. We read Proverbs 27, 12. And that verse tells us that ignoring that financial risk, that danger, would be foolish. So I wouldn't recommend that. Second option that you have is accept the financial risk. For whatever reason, one way or another, you did not ignore the risk, but you said, you know what, I'm going to accept it. If that event happens, I'm fine. I'm going to accept that financial risk. Maybe you have you already have more than enough to live so you you're not worrying about something happening to you or your partner uh, meaning your business partner or um or um yeah so you have more than enough or for some reason you you simply saying you know what if it happens i'm not going to ignore it but if it happens um it happens so you accept the financial risk third option you mitigate the financial risk by trying to minimize the probability of occurrence of that risk. So, in other words, you just try to minimize the likelihood of these things happening in your life. Maybe you eat well, you exercise well, you sleep well, so that um, you don't have like sicknesses like cancers and these types of things, etc. So, this is what is called mitigating that financial risk. So you're putting in place measures to try to reduce the probability that this risk will happen. And then lastly, the fourth option is transferring that financial risk. And that's when you actually buy insurance transferring that financial risk. So you're like, 
I'm not ignoring it, but I can't accept it. Meaning if it happens, it won't be good. And yeah, maybe maybe I can mitigate it. Maybe I can try to reduce the likelihood, the probability of this happening. But I want to transfer that financial risk over to an insurance company. Therefore, I'm going to buy a specific type of insurance. So let me recap these four options that you have. Ignoring the financial risk, that would be foolish, according to Proverbs 27.12. It's not me insulting you. It's Proverbs 27.12. Accepting the financial risk, for whatever reason, you're okay. Maybe you already have more than enough and something uh, like you not being able to work or a premature death is okay in terms of financial uh, provision. Mitigating the risk, the financial risk, you're trying to reduce the likelihood of something bad happening by maybe adopting good uh, physical health habits and mental health habits. And lastly, you're transferring the risk, meaning you are paying for another person, for another entity, in this case, an insurance company, to take on that financial risk and provide for you or for your family if this type of things happen. And we're going to focus on that fourth option, transferring the financial risk by acquiring insurance. So just as it is the case with other subjects, it would take really a lot of episodes um, to exhaust this subject of insurance. But we will focus on the key things that you could benefit from knowing. And that's what we'll cover in upcoming episodes. Not necessarily um, one after the other, but um, stay tuned and um, open your eyes for the upcoming episodes as I continue to cover uh, this subject of risk management and insurance. We're running out of time today, folks. Um, But before we end um, our time today, I'd like to ask you two questions. And this could be maybe your call to action for today. Question number one, what would happen to your spouse, your family, your children, your business partner, your employees, your clients, if you were to die prematurely or be disabled by sickness or accident unexpectedly? How would you or how would they square off financially? Keep in mind the biblical references that I gave you earlier. Proverbs 27.12, 1 Timothy 5.8, and James 2.17. So the question is, what would happen to your spouse, your family, your children, your business partner, your employees, or your clients if you were to die prematurely or be disabled by sickness or accident unexpectedly? How would you or how would they square off financially? And question number two for you, are you 100% okay with your answer to question number one? If you're not 100% okay with your answer to question number one, then you need to have a conversation with whoever your financial advisor is. If you don't have one, send me a message at bold, that's bold at thrive1110.com. Or go to thrive1110.ca and send me a message from there. So these two questions are key for this episode. Do it, think about it, and 
beware of your answer. Are you 100% okay with your answer to the first question, to question one? So that's it for today, folks. Tune in next week for a new episode of Thrive 1110. Meanwhile, if you have questions, you can reach out at bold at thrive1110.com or thrive1110, that's thrive1110.ca. And you go there and you send me a message. This is Thrive 1110. I'm Bold Carey, your host. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.